Remember three important rules. Do not expose them to the light. Do not let them come in contact with water. Never feed them after midnight. This week we discussed the 1984 movie Gremlins. Now this is uh this week's a rare occasion. It is just Chad and myself. Yes, I am literally fighting for my life this week. Guess you can hear with my voice. So am I. I'm tired. But grab your bathroom, buddy, and enjoy the 139th episode of your award-winning podcast. We used to talk about this at work. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Chad, how are you doing right now? Oh, as I said in the intro, I'm fighting for my fighting for my life, quite literally. Um, the old voice is is going in and out, Matt. But uh, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm happy to see you. It's Christmas time, and um, if my levels are not good, I'm so sorry, audio. <laughs> I'm so sorry, editing chat. But um, uh, you know, it's Christmas time. This is the Christmas episode, and you should want to spend the holidays with family. And you're kind of like my brother. I mean, we we're not gonna talk about those racist assholes we work with that caught that thought we were related just cause uh-huh. we two black men that were glasses. glasses. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the holidays, though, um, for me in Japan. It's, it's around this time is I have to put my order in with KFC. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, for the listeners and watchers who don't know, it is customary in Japan, instead of a ham or turkey or whatever for Christmas, is you get you a big bucket of that KFC chicken. I wonder how, like, a whole country... Like shaped the um holiday customs. I'm sorry, a whole company shaped the holiday customs of a country. And I did my research, and oh. this is how it happened. It's because in 1974 there was one um I should get his name one Japanese own uh franchise owner of KFC, and basically he lied. It was like ah oh, yeah. This is what the Westerners are doing for KFC or doing for uh in the states how they have KFC for Christmas. So they ran a campaign in 1974 about Christmas and chicken and everything, and basically it just took off like that. I love that. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I know that we live in an age now where um you can just lie about things and people accept it. But I think that it is interesting. Like you go back to the 70s, 80s, even the 90s, when you could just make anything up and there's no real way to fact check it. Remember back in the day when they used to be like Marilyn Manson, like cut his ribs out and stuff like that? Yeah, remember, I remember that? that. Yeah. Right. Like random stuff like that. Like Sierra used, it used to be a man. Like all these random stories that people were just making up. And we were just like, okay. If it sounded right, people just rode with it. Yeah. Yeah. But then like there's still stuff like today that's like still roaming the internet. Like, did you hear that um I guess urban legend about how they replaced Avril Levine? Uh-uh. So I can't remember the exact details, but like the Avril Levine that we have now 
she they they're saying that she was replaced by like a lookalike, like maybe like around the her second album or something. So like she doesn't really sound like the same from like her first album, and she and there's like they had like side by side pictures of her doing the era of her like uh, he was a skater boy era versus mm-hmm. like album like the stuff she was doing like two albums later. Mm-hmm. Do you, yeah. do you believe it? I mean they the video that I watched obviously they're gonna um post evidence that goes with what they're saying so she did look kind of different in the comparison pictures but that mm-hmm. could have been just like an off day for her right right true you, you, you never know what the uh, internet is telling you and right. you should never always just believe it <clears throat> that's true alright so what exactly is your KFC order a big bucket of chicken I don't know uh, the wife is doing it all I know is a big bucket of chicken some sides Biscuits. Do they even have mac and cheese? I know, I'll remember biscuits and maybe some coleslaw if they have that. I don't remember. So when, when you say a big bucket of chicken, is there like specific pieces of the chicken that you guys order? I don't know. She's always done it. I never know what she says. But basically comes in, you get a big wing, some thighs. It's a, it's a mixture of it in the bucket. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, obviously post all the pictures on social media, um, this weekend, um, but also <laughs> continuing with like staples of Japan, um, what's, what's going on with Sega? Sega is rebooting some of their classic, um, uh, games from the past. Um, the games that they have announced so far is Jet Set Radio. What? Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and which one, the one I'm looking forward to most, the which one I played the most out of all those games, Crazy Taxi. (laughs) I love Crazy Taxi so much. And then when they they had a a app version of it, I played that. So that's the one I'm going to be looking for the most is Crazy Taxi. So... When you say that they are um, rebooting, so are you going to get them on new consoles or are they going to do what they did previously and just put them back on mobile? Um, okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't look that far ahead. I, uh, I it's not saying specifically, all it's just saying it's all new gameplay. So the front of sounds of it, it should be on console, but I'm not sure. Okay. It doesn't explicitly say it. Okay. Oh, it will be stricken from the record. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about my shit. Oh, it's because of the success of Sonic with the movie and things that they're looking at other properties and stuff like so maybe if they can because he says um the sega co cco says sonic's definitely a blueprint for us uh first we really want to create the games and then appeal to the gamers the gamers first however if we're creating a world and a character that the gamers love that means that filmmakers love that kind of direction the movie so so why not so if we can reestablish these games, get the fans to like it, and then it could be a branch off to movies and things like that. 
They could have made a crazy taxi movie anytime over the last 20 years. That that doesn't you don't need a lot for that. Right. It's pretty self-explanatory. Plus, like even Shinobi, a ninja movie, you could do that too. Yeah. So I don't know. That they dropped the ball on a lot of shit. Right. So but, uh, uh oh no. But speaking of um Japan. <laughs> you know, the, actually, now that I think about it, like <laughs> this is a very Japan heavy episode. So it's both of mine are Japanese. I, I saw, I saw your last one too. Yeah. So speaking of Japan, Godzilla. Yeah, man, <laughs> I saw Godzilla minus one at the movie theater, and um, I went because like I've heard nothing but positive buzz about this movie, mm-hmm. and I've never seen a Japanese Godzilla movie. I've seen the American ones. I don't really like them, but I've seen them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let me check this out. And it was really good. Oh, wait, wait. Stop right there. So this is a Japanese Godzilla movie? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So Is it, um, is it in Japanese? Yeah. Okay. Actually, so, that makes me more, more interesting to me now. Well, actually, before I get into it, like, have you? Are you a Godzilla guy? No, not at all. See, I'm not either. Like, I've seen the American ones, but it's just like, I like to go to the movies. Right. I've seen the American ones. I've seen clips of, like, the old school Godzilla Mm -hmm. stuff. But, like, I'm not a fan fan of that. Right. So, um, the movie is set, like, at the very end of World War II. And a kamikaze pilot, he doesn't go through with it. And he goes back to, like, um, base. And he's like, hey, something's wrong with my plane. And they're like, okay, well, let's look at this. And they look at it, and it's like, there, there's nothing wrong with this plane. But then Godzilla attacks. And he has an opportunity to shoot at Godzilla, but he doesn't. And everybody in the base dies, except, like, one person besides himself. And so, like, he's a coward. So he comes back home and, you know, it was devastated by the atom bomb and stuff. And um, he meets a woman that has a kid. It's not her kid. It's just a kid that she found, you know, in the devastation of the war. And they they raised the child together. And, you know, time passes and Godzilla just gets stronger and stronger. When I say stronger, I mean bigger. And so uh, eventually, like, Godzilla starts attacking. And um, I don't know. So, like, the human story was super compelling. And Godzilla is not any of that American stuff where Godzilla is like, oh, man, Godzilla's saving the people. And Godzilla is the villain of this movie. But it's not, like, with malice. Like, Godzilla is just a wild animal. And since it's big doing destruction on stuff you know Uh because it doesn't know better and then like when it's getting attacked and like you know when it's attacked long enough it'll do that super thing where it shoots like the stuff out of his mouth Uh so like the effect of that is really neat um i'm I'm being vague but uh i highly recommend this movie i gave it four out of five stars on letterbox um it was so close to five stars, but they did something in the end where I'm like, 
you know, this kind of destroys like the whole motive, the whole reason why the, the main character did what he did. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of, they, they kind of, they say a character died during a Godzilla attack. And in the end, they were like, nope, I survived. Here I am. I just couldn't communicate with you for weeks. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. <clears throat> So I was I, like, I know you mean. Yeah, I didn't care for that. And um, then I also checked out another Japanese movie, uh, the latest Studio Ghibli movie, The Boy and His Her- Heron, Heron, The Boy and His Heron. I just read about this uh today, and I was like, hmm, I need to check this out. So I've seen like maybe three or four Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm just you know. I'm not a big anime guy, but I would rather watch an anime movie over an anime TV show. Right. And so I was like, well, it's it's, it's new. So let me check it out. It was okay. Um, the you know, so basically it's about a boy um during World War II time. Um he um uh, and his dad moved to the Japanese countryside for reasons. And uh, eventually he goes to like a magical world and we spent so much time in the real world. And I'm like, I understand we want to establish like, you know, show who this character is before we do some magical crazy stuff. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, take this is too slow. This is too <laughs> slow. Like, pick it up, please. Like, how long was we- this movie? It's like two hours and five minutes, and he, and okay. he doesn't go to the magical world until like almost an hour into the movie. Oh damn! Yeah, like I will say the animation when they go to the magical world, like the stuff that you see there is like really cool looking. But I'm like, it took us so long to fucking get here. Um, I got you. it was a it was an all right movie. Uh, I gave it three stars. Uh, I will say I watched the Japanese version, but I kind of wish I saw the American version because like of the people that they got to do the voices, like um, two of our girlfriends, one Florence Pugh's in it, as well as Karen Fukunaga. She's um, um, the woman on the boys, the, the Asian woman. Okay. Yeah. And then you got Christian Bale and Batista's in the movie, Mark Hamill. So it's like a solid cast. So I, was, I was like, I kind of, I kind of would have liked to have heard them do stuff. Also, um, no wait, yes, Christian Bale and also um Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I looked at the cast: William Dafoe, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, he's in things. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, black guy, Mamadou Effie. Yeah, I butchered it. I apologize, but I've seen him in things too. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, so uh, I do kind of wish I would have saw like the the English dub, but I went with the Japanese um one. Mm-hmm. Just cause you know I like you know I like those actors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the movie the movie is fine. Like it wasn't uh, entirely for me personally, but I'm not saying don't go see it. I'm just saying it wasn't for me. Do you think I'll like it? Maybe, but I don't think that you would like that first hour. Like it's in interest is 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 information you need to know to know the the main character, but it's just so fucking slow. Gotcha. 
So that'd be one of those days where I'm bored and I'm like, let me put something on. Yeah. But like I said, animation is visually stunning. Right. Um, and so I, I'm sorry. Speaking of magical worlds and magical things, you had a special question for me. Yeah, man. Uh, so I was on um, X, formerly Twitter. And uh, a comic writer posts this question to her followers. She asks, which characters from the DC universe could be considered mutants in the Marvel universe? So I I, I, I kind of lightly did my research here. <clears throat> and I got two people. So the first one was Black Canary. You know, she's got like the little screech and shit. That was one of mine. Okay. And then I said Plastic Man. He's a stretchy guy. Okay, so my other two was Beast Boy. Oh yeah, that is a go. And then also Raven. Okay, okay. So like, like you said, like when I was going through the list of DC characters, you know, some were like, I was trying to think of like you born with this type of thing where a Mm -hmm. lot of people were created and stuff. So like, those are the couple I came up with. Yeah, I I when I was before I actually looked at characters, I was just sitting thinking. I was like, wait, static, and I was like, no, no, because he got his powers from that mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but he but he would have been a good contender if not right. for that part. Right. I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of like a fun little question. Right. Um. Yeah. yeah. Reason right along. Yeah. Right. Ready for our movie discussion. This is a, this gonna be a thirty minute episode, folks. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, Gremlins. Billy, what are these things? Gremlins. How come a cute little guy like this can turn into a thousand ugly monsters? I'll bet every kid in America would like to have one. They might even replace the dog as the family pet. A young man inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of violent and mischievous monsters on a small town. Now, Chad, um, before this, have you seen this movie before? Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Um, Last time I saw it in full, I was on like, oh, man, a gremlin kick. And I watched this one and the second one back to back. So it was, it had to have been like maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it opened in, in like Chinatown. I'm like, okay, I remember this. And like, we're in the town. I'm like, okay, I remember this. But then like, I didn't remember so many things. Like once the gremlins like started like being bad, I didn't remember mm-hmm. most of that. I thought that the ending, like how they beat the uh, final gremlin was different. I thought that they got him outside to kill Uh him. And then lastly, I do not remember that man coming to town to take um, Gizmo. I I do not fucking remember that. (laughs) I thought I seen this movie, but I don't remember nothing. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume I've never seen this movie. Why did you want to do this movie specifically? Because I thought I seen this movie and I thought it was a nice little funny Christmas movie type of thing in my mind. And now I was horribly wrong about this movie. I appreciate that this is a very 80s movie and that 
is not concerned. Like, I, this is uh, this. Okay, so uh, to trample on your trivia, this is like one of the first movies that's ever been rated PG thirteen, and I like that this movie is so. I feel like if they if they didn't um, create that rating, this probably would have been R rated movie. You're correct. And I appreciate how this movie is not concerned about trying to sell toys to, to kids. This movie is kind of dark. Like if you really listen to like what they're talking about, about how like so many people are going into foreclosure and the bank doesn't care. And then that dark story that the um the girl told the boy. And it's just like it kind of has like a low key pessimistic view on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I like that. That's not really something we normally see in our in 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 holiday movies, you know. Right, right. So, so overall, what did you think about this movie? I liked it. I, I actually forgot to rate it. <laughs> but uh, if I were if I if we were on letter letterbox, I'd probably give it a four. I, I mean, I like the movie. It's it's still solid. I forgot some stuff. Um, but yeah, I would rate it four. I I still enjoy it. I I remember not liking the second one, but that's something we can kind of examine at a later time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hated this movie. Um, Ooh. but I will um, we will get rid of trivia right now. Where the director of this said he doesn't understand why this made so much money, but he says that he likes the second one more than this one. So. I would like to watch the second one now because, yeah, this one was not good to me at all. <clears throat> I don't I, like I don't. the second one. <laughs> uh, I hate how everybody is so nonchalant about every single thing that happens in this movie. Mm. So starting off with the dog biting the lady at Man. the bank. To where at, he's just holding it like, oh, okay. And their concern wasn't really about that the dog bit the lady. Their concern was, why do you have a dog in a bank? And then... He but the lady the dog bites the lady and everybody was like okay and we just move on when uh the dad comes home brings him gizmo oh not this you brought this weird creature looking thing in the house oh it's a pet hey we have these rules why do we have these rules nope just okay we have these rules and we're just supposed to live and then even when he brought his little buddy the the young kid in there hey. You have this crazy looking alien thing in here. Okay, let's just let me, roll with it. Let me <laughs> read my comic book because I'm bored now. Right. It's just like everything that happens is so like they're just like, oh, okay, we'll just go with it. And I hated that. Hmm. No, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. Like, that's a very good point. To uh, me, there is two stars of this movie. And I want to okay. see if you can guess who who I think are the the two stars of this movie. Obviously, Phoebe Cates, Coates, Cates, the Cates. No, no, Cates, but no, but not her. Oh, and who? Oh, uh, the the main boy. No, no. All right, I got nothing. The dog, the dog is the star. That dog was active, was on point in all <laughs> the scenes. He was on point. I like the dog. Oh, I had the dog's name too. It was like Donkey or Buddy or something, but. Sure. Yeah, like the dog to me was amazing throughout here. His facial expressions 
for each of these seeds, like even towards the end when they're in the mall and Gizmo is riding in the car and he has to like jump backwards and following through, like the dog is a star. And number two, his mama. Now I want to man, put, yes, I, yes. So so when quote unquote the gremlins come out, his mama was on some not on some horror movie, fall down the stairs and do all this stuff and mm-hmm. be confused. She got a hint of what's going on. Let me grab a knife. Seen someone killed the gremlin in the blender. Knife the other dude. Put the other one in her microwave. She killed like three or four of them in like two minutes. Yeah, she got her giant her giant wig on. Yeah, that's <laughs> something that I really liked about how he calls her and lets her know like it's going down. And the movie stays with her. And I feel like a lesser movie would have just switched back to the boy. And we would have followed him trying to get home. And when we got home, we would have saw her being choked out mm-hmm. versus us seeing her get some work in. And I I, I absolutely love that. Right. Yeah. Because when she was doing this, this is like, that's not a, tr- that's a, normally it's obviously, like you said, it's a trope that they do about that. But like, no, I really appreciated that they did that. But now fast forward when they're fast forward to when they're in the movie theater. And so we know... uh, uh, well hold up. I so this movie came out in nineteen eighty four, which means they probably made it in eighty three. And um this is in the, the very dark time of Disney where like so many companies were trying to just come for that ass and like take over and like mm-hmm. just take their properties like make basically mickey mouse the company was in a really bad state and i like how like they gave permission to warner brothers their once enemy to put snow white in their in their movie because they needed the money right and that's why i was shocked at first when i said i was like really they let them do that yeah it was it was not a good time for disney at the time right um Movie theater. Oh, yeah. So I just kept thinking, why wouldn't they turn the lights on? Well, I feel like sunlight's the only thing that could kill them. The The light light would just annoy them, I would think. Well, the light makes them disoriented and whatever like that. And yeah, sunlight actually kills them. But I'm like, instead of doing that, your decision was like, Let's just burn this shit all the way to the ground. I love that. <laughs> I fucking love that. It's like we just went from okay, they all here. Let's just get a ball at one time. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. So even, like mm. even that is just like the whole point. Go back to them being nonchalant. It's just like there was no, the only real sense of urgency was when he was complaining to the cops. Mm-hmm. But like besides that, there was never no sense of urgency throughout this whole movie. Like even when the gremlins are attacking the Santa Claus and the police are just like, what's going on? And rolled on out. Yeah. So it was just lackadaisical, but uh, we're going to say about that, about the whole burning it down. No, I, I love that. But um, I still thought that they killed Stripe by getting him outside and not just bringing light into where he was at. Mm-hmm. So like, I was just like, I, I remember this scene so differently. Mm. Also, like, it kind of makes me think about the first time I watched a Star Wars movie okay. to where somebody who's never watched it, oh, Darth Vader's like the star of this thing. And then the first movie I watched, he's barely in it to where I'm like, 
I've seen Gizmo before. He should be doing things in this movie, and he's not really doing things well, in this movie. He's wearing his rain, uh, his <laughs> Rambo um, bandana. What's going on here? Right, right. So it's kind of like, okay, I just know these movies from their mascots type of thing. And I was like, uh, disappointed where they're actually in the movie. No, I mean, Gizmo has a lot more to do in the second movie. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of, uh, not spoilers, but trivia, uh, the reason is because, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? animatronic type of stuff is they didn't have that capabilities for him to do everything on the first oh, one where they, they okay. did have them. Um, so I guess he was able to dance in the second one or something like that. They was able to do that because they didn't have that technology then and stuff like that. Him dancing feels like something that they would have did in the second one. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let, let's, yeah let's, let's get the fuck out of here. Alright, so what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes on this was? I'm going to say something high because this is a beloved classic. Um, 88? Close. 86. Okay. With an audience score of 78. Hmm. Alright, I'm going to run through a couple of these um, trivias. Okay. This movie and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom are credited with expiring the MPAA to create the PG-13 rating. Many felt the movies were too violent for a PG rating, but not violent enough for an R. One of the reasons for the No Bright Lights rule was that in 1984, director John, Joe Dante uh, could not completely navigate perilous waters, perilous waters of special effects for the gremlins slash puppets that well. By keeping them in the dark, this camouflage is problem. This is an old sci-fi trick. Dante did the same thing with this trick effect for Howling 1981 three years earlier. They kept the monsters in the dark to hide the special effects problems. Originally, uh, we didn't talk about this, how this movie should have been released around Christmas, but here's why. Originally planned and scheduled for a Christmas release, the movie was rushed into production shortly after Runner Brothers found out they had no major competition against Paramount's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom or Columbia's Ghostbusters for the summer movie season. Uh, all right, last one. The Santa speech pre proved to be controversial and studio executives assisted upon its removal because they felt it was too ambiguous as whether it was supposed to be funny or sad. Director Joe Dante, however, stubbornly refused to take the scene out, saying it represented this movie as a whole, which had a combination of horrific and comedic elements. Executive producer Steven Spielberg did not like the scene, but despite his creative control, he viewed this as Dante's project and allowed him to keep it. And... The trivia that I have, but I'm pretty sure you know the answer to. This movie was re released June 8th, 1984. When this movie debuted, it debuted at number two. What movie released on the same day was number one over Gremlins? And your options are... Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, or Ghostbusters. Which one was number one the same day that Gremlins came out? So it didn't come out the same day. It was just number one. No, it came out the same day and was number one. This came out number two. Okay. I think Temple of Doom came out in July of that year. I think. 
I mean, this is bad because I we did. I think we did Temple of Doom this year, and I think we did like yeah. And one of the trivia questions on one of the five movies was like dates. Um, well, the first movie was Star Trek, Star Trek Three, The Search for Spock, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm going to Ghostbusters one. Yes. Star Trek. You saying that's your answer to Star Trek? Yeah. No, it's Ghostbusters. Uh, Indiana Jones, Star Trek came out before this, before okay. they were um, out. But on June 8th, Gr- Gremlins and Ghostbusters both came out. And Ghostbusters grows $13 million, where Gremlins grows $12 million. That's wild that they grow so close to each other and they were both new properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it. Um, that's it. We out. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we should talk pod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads. It's a thing at we should talk pod. Also, let's definitely, definitely, definitely subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our. YouTube channel at We Used to Talk Pod. Follow Chad on Letterbox at BOW1213. Follow myself at Mr. King0257. Join us next week when we do. Yeah, I'm surprised you're reading that. What are we oh. doing next week? Uh join us next week. Wait, wait. Oh no, because uh... Let me, I'll just stop and let you, yeah, because I don't remember what we're doing next week. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, why, why are you talking right now? <laughs> we don't know what we're doing next week. Right. Cause I was about to say the other one, but that one comes before this one. So yeah, I have no idea. Just come back next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, it's gonna be something. We don't know what, but it's gonna be something. <laughs> but in two weeks, we get the the year end wrap up. Yes. Yeah. So Rachel will be back for that. That's an annual tradition. Every year she's done that with us. Um. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. And now you know what we used to talk about. <laughs>